So I don't know if I get lonely, but I do know that I get cabin fever. So I don't know if that is loneliness or not, but basically I get to the point where I'm just, I feel like I'm going crazy because I'm surrounded by the same four walls mm-hmm. all the time. Um, and I don't know if that is loneliness or if that's something completely different, is it? Welcome, you're listening to Working Out, a podcast discussing the journey towards doing what you love. On the show, we'll be discussing our own experiences in creating our passion-based business. It's about the expedition, the here and now, the daily challenges and achievements towards getting paid for your passion. Good morning, Paddy, Donnelly. Good morning. Good morning. Um, do you know what I've just done? What have you done? I tried the inverted AeroPress technique. Ah, yeah, yeah. Because I'd been putting it off because I thought it would be really messy and mm-hmm. complicated, but it wasn't. But I have to admit, I can't taste the difference. I've gone back now. I was doing the inverted one for a while, and a couple of times I did, yeah, definitely wreck the whole kitchen and have coffee everywhere. Uh, but I've gone back now and seem to just have, the I don't know what you call it the classic method. Um, I've I've gone back and just started doing 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 that and yeah, it tastes tastes pretty much the same. I just don't have a good enough coffee palate to t- to taste the difference in in both methods. So yeah, that's the thing. I'm thinking that it's probably something only extreme coffee enthusiasts can differentiate between. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but other than that, how are you? I'm the very best. What about you? I'm the very best. (laughs) I like that (laughs) saying. Yeah, I'm good. I've got a wee shoot after this and then I'll just do that for an hour and come back and um, get on with some insurance work. So lots of juggling, Uh juggling to do today. What about you? A lot of, I'm off to break conf tomorrow. So in Belfast. So uh, today is a lot of wrapping up stuff and and getting rid of uh, some last minute project things and then yeah, packing and doing a lot of stuff before I go. So be a hectic we day. Oh yeah, definitely. I think it's going to be good. Oh, I think it'll be amazing. And I'm really glad Chris has pulled off. Um, But that kind of ties in nicely with what we're talking about because you're getting away and you're going to be spending time with other people within our industry. And today Mm. we're talking about avoiding freelance loneliness, which is something a lot of us, a lot of us deal with. Um, I didn't think, I'm not sure what your experience is, but I just always think that, yes, both of us work from home. And I know that this isn't a competition about who's the loneliness, (laughs) the the loneliest, but um, I've always thought that people who work from home can't experience loneliness that much if they live with somebody because they still at the end of the day, they have company and somebody to talk to. Mm -hmm. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a, I think it's a, I, I when it comes so I've been freelancing now for about two and a half years uh, freelancing properly so as in just working for myself and working from home and, and not going to a, a traditional office setting so I mean for me I don't mind the isolation part of working for myself uh, but I definitely I definitely appreciate having some more contact with other designers and developers and and breaking up the day-to-day loneliness. Like I like, 
I do miss the, the, the contact with people in our industry. Uh, that, that kind of, um, that's, that's what I, that's what I miss a bit, but from, from working as a freelancer. So that's kind of, I try and combat that, uh, a little bit with, by, yeah, working sometimes at a client's office or, you know, meeting up with, with other people. So I have a, I have a few tips for, um, for, you know, avoiding the freelance loneliness, but yeah, so I live with, with my girlfriend, so it's not a, uh, I'm only, you know, alone during the day, during the working hours. So it's not a, I'd say it's different if you're, if you're single and, and a freelancer. Mm, and also to add into the mix as well, because I thought it would be interesting in coming at it from this angle, but I've been, so I've been given this some thought and I, in the past I've thought that I get lonely working from home, but I don't think I do get lonely. Okay. Because so I, I've mentioned this before, but I'm a bit of an introvert, which may not seem an introvert on the outside because I'm, I'm very sociable, but I really crave my own company. I really excel in my own company. I'm very comfortable on my own. I'm the kind of person who is happy to go to the cinema on my own or go to a gig on my own. It doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if I get lonely, but I do know that I get cabin fever. So I don't know if that is loneliness or not, but basically I get to the point where I'm just, I feel like I'm going crazy because I'm surrounded by the same four walls mm-hmm. all the time. Um, and I don't know if that is loneliness or if that's something completely different, is it? Yeah, well, I, I definitely get that as well, that kind of cabin fever feeling. I definitely want to get out of my apartment, especially if you work from your apartment, then you're in it, you know, nonstop and it's it's you know, you wake up and you're working all day from your apartment and then in the evening you're still there, you know, a few feet from your desk. And uh, it it can really, the loneliness or that cabin fever can really creep up on you as well. Like you you can quickly realize, well, I haven't been out of the house in like a few days. And if you're, if you're particularly busy, I mean, it, it can be really, it can be really quick to, to creep up on you that, that you haven't been actively out there doing something else other than, you know, living and working in, in the one spot in the one room. So, uh, I definitely get that, that sort of feeling. And that's something I try and, I try and avoid by being proactive and, and breaking up the, the monotony of, of, you know, working and living in the same place. Yeah. Well, I tried to, I tried to kind of address, so I tried to kind of address my working from home and and living on my own thing by starting this kind of meetup with photographers, which I call Glasgow Photo Walk. And I thought if I can do one of those once a month, uh, you know, and meet up with like-minded people, that would be great. But see, this year, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm just going through this really like reclusive phase where I am really enjoying being back in my house, working on my own and having nobody around. And I'm really enjoying spending my weekends doing things for myself as opposed to going and spending time with other people. I sound terribly unsociable and maybe I am, but that's just something that I've experienced this year. And I think maybe that's as a result of how I had worked from home alone for eight years and then I went and spent a year in a co-working space. And it was almost like after that, I just needed to recharge my batteries and be on my own again i don't mm-hmm. know if this stuff is normal or not yeah well what how did you find the the co-working um how did you find working there you, like so you worked there for how long for a year yeah it was like exactly a year and um, did you 
did you feel that it was productive while you were there? It was productive, um, yeah. And I really did enjoy having a separate place altogether to put my head down and get work done. And I think the whole reason that I wanted to go there was because I may not necessarily get lonely, but I still very much feed off of other people's energy. Mm-hmm. So it can be difficult when you work from home or when you work on your own to constantly, you're constantly battling with morale. And whereas if you're working around other people who are so pumped and excited about what it is they're doing, that energy feeds off in you. And that was what I was kind of hoping for from a co-working space. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I got that from it. I don't feel like I did get that from it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, everybody just kind of did their own thing and kept themselves to themselves and there was no real collaboration or energy sharing yeah yeah it sounds it maybe sounds uh sounds good on paper and like uh the the idea that everybody will be will be sharing their ideas with each other and you'll be working on loads of projects together with these other people but in reality people just probably put their headphones on and and don't really talk to yeah Yeah. but how do you do you get, get what i mean when i say like i feed off of people's energy yeah. So if they're excited, and that's partly why I think that's partly why I go to conferences because I get to meet people who are working on cool stuff and really excited about it, and that rubs off on you, doesn't it? Yeah, you definitely get pumped up after after listening to some inspiring talks and then talking with other people about what they're doing and and the different ideas and and uh, that are that are going around and the different you know whatever the the bigger topics are of the of the conference that. You know, everybody's excited about the same the same issues, and you feel like the the industry is a really great, you know, vibrant place. And then, but then you can also feel the post conference blues, like whenever you go back to, you know, wherever it is you're from, and and especially if it's a if it's not a you know busy city, uh, and there's not a a lot of activity happening in your in your industry, it can feel really. You can get a big a big slump after that where where yeah you get the blues and you're not really motivated after a conference yeah but even people who do live in a fairly quiet city maybe they don't have a great um web scene which belfast does i know you don't live in belfast anymore i don't know about belgium but i would always urge people to take that matter into their own hands and if they feel like there isn't a great community try and create one, you know, yeah. try and do things to bring people together that gets you um, socializing and out of the house and yeah. people in your industry. It might be, yeah, I definitely encourage people to get involved in like local meetups or bar camps and things like that. But if, especially if you live in an area where it seems like there's not that much going on in your industry, that just means that, you know, somebody, nobody has started it yet. And no matter how isolated you think that that your area is, there are bound to be other people, other people that are, you know, working in your industry. You just, you know, you need to find them. It's not, there's always, especially well in the, like the design community, for example, or something like photography, there's bound to be, you know, tons of other people interested in the same things. But if it's a more isolated area, it's just harder to find those people because there aren't as many meetups and and bar camps and that sort of stuff conferences and events so yeah definitely i'd encourage you to to start one if you're if you're feeling like there's not a lot of stuff going on it's yeah it's just because nobody's started it yet oh but i saw something on a 
can't even remember who it was, but I saw something on Twitter and they're actually doing similar to what we've just talked about, a meetup, but be- but instead of having it in one place, they all jump on Google Hangouts. Uh-huh. No, I think I've seen a couple of people do this recently. Like there's one guy in Glasgow who gets together people on, I think it's a weekly basis, it might be monthly, um, who small freelancers who run their own businesses and they all get together and talk about the trials and tribulations. And so it does, you don't have to be bound by your location. No, 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 of course not. And uh, yeah, we have the internet, so it's, it's really easy to, to stay connected with your, with your industry. And it's, I think you need to go a step further than just following people on Twitter or being subscribed to like your industry newsletter kind of stuff. I think you need to be more active and yeah, you know, whether it's like Google Hangout stuff or, or Skyping with people or uh, you need to be a bit more active and you know, contribute a bit more to the, your industry to, to, yeah, help combat that, that feeling of loneliness. And I think if you, if you work primarily on your own, it can be really easy to think that you're the only one having these problems that you have, you know, you're, it's really easy to think that it's only you that are struggling with client problems or money issues or getting inspiration. But I mean, if there's one thing we want to do with this podcast is to highlight that everybody is experiencing the same, the same challenges and we all feel lonely and struggle with being demotivated and have client problems and money issues. And, you know, everybody has the same, has the same problems. And if you're, if you're working primarily on your own, you need to make the extra effort to, to keep in contact with your industry so that you, so that you can see, you know, okay, I'm not alone in this and everybody is experiencing the same, the same issues. And you need to, you know, discover, you know, how other people are dealing with, with loneliness or with, with, you know, finding clients and inspiration. So, so yeah, you need to be active in your community. Yeah. So do we have any other suggestions to how to be active in your community like we've we've obviously given attending conferences going to meetups or even creating your own or google hangouts is there anything else what is there well i definitely would recommend collaborating with someone like on a side project so if you like we did like we did yeah and if you if you dedicate like one day a week or you know every two weeks or whenever you can to to meet up with your collaboration partner and break up the, you know, the, the monotony of, of freelance life and work on something that's not, you know, real work work, uh, and work on something that's a, that's a bit more fun. Like I've mentioned it before, like this, this podcast is a great weekly therapy that we can, we can just, you know, vent our frustrations and talk about the issues we're having in our, in, you know, creating our own business. But I mean, this is a, this is a side project that we're, we're making time for each week. And this is, you know, this is time where we're not working on our, on our number one jobs. And this is, this is something we're doing that that's help giving us, it's helping, you know, give us a bit more variety in our, in our, you know, working week. And, uh, and it's something that, that helps us, stay in touch with um stay in touch with with the the industry and what other people are are feeling and and you know seeing how other people uh how issues like i'm seeing you know you know how you're dealing with with certain issues like you know 
having, you know, finding clients or, or working with, um, working with customers or, or, uh, other issues in the, in the, you know, in the realm of creating your own business and, and you're, you know, asking me questions and I'm giving you a different point of view. So it's now we have this kind of weekly routine of, of, it's something different than than just sitting down at your computer freelance life uh so so this sort of thing that this little side project that we've got the the podcast is a really good way of of um, breaking up the the freelance working life so uh i would definitely recommend taking up some sort of uh some sort of side project but a collaborative side project so not just something that you uh, are doing on your own and you're trying to make time for, I mean, that's still, that's still going to be lonely. Uh, but if you have something that you, you have another person involved or more than one person, then you also, you know, feed off of their enthusiasm for the project. And, and it can be, it can be also good to have a, have an accountability partner. Like we've talked before, you know, telling you, telling them your, your progress. But uh, I mean, it's as much about, having an accountability partner, it's as much about giving them your, uh, telling them about your progress on whatever your, your goals are, but it's, it's also about that personal contact and having some, you know, external input so that, you know, it keeps you, it keeps you going whenever it's, it's, you know, you're working, working on your own can be very, uh, can be very lonely, a lonely process. So I would definitely, collaboration is something we've talked about before. I've definitely encouraged doing some, doing some collaboration and getting a, an accountability partner. It's weird. Cause I, I didn't really think of this podcast as a side project, even though it is because in my mind, side projects just based on my very limited experience of them in the past have always been like something that you build and then you kind of put it out there and forget about it. Right. Okay. Um, which is terrible. Don't worry. I don't plan on doing that with Toddle, but <laughs> that's my, that's my experience of side projects and that's what they are to me. Uh-huh. And so I guess I'd never thought about this as a side project, but it totally is. Yeah. I mean, a side project is just something alongside your, your, you know, whatever your nine to five job is. It's something that's not, it's not your you know, main source of income or main profession, but it's just something yeah on the side that you're participating in. So, I mean, you know, it can be anything from building a model airplane, you know, that's a, that's a side project of, of sorts. And definitely I would encourage something else to, to, to avoid the, the loneliness is to have non-work activities so fill your week up with a lot of stuff that's not you sitting behind a computer or whatever your your day-to-day job is i mean you should listen to episode 18 about uh taking a taking a break like having co-working space and working from coffee shops and stuff is good to to give your brain a bit of like a change of scenery but you need your brain needs other non-work input as well so like going to the gym or taking up a team sport or taking cooking classes, uh, all of that sort of stuff is something that helps you de-stress from, uh, from your, you know, the work challenges you're, you're thinking about and, you know, puts them to the back of your mind so you can process them in a different way. I definitely, you know, playing, playing in a hurling team this, this year, like going twice a week off to training was, was a great break from, uh, it was something really active, but it was, it was something completely not related to my my job whatsoever i mean going to conferences and stuff it's still sort of 
work. Like it's still, I'm still in my, you know, designer mindset and still thinking about work a lot of the time. And so, and, you know, doing, doing this podcast is also, it's great, but it's still sort of related to, I'm still talking about work all the time. So you definitely need to have some non-work activities that that'll really, and especially if there are, you know, like a team sport or if you're going to the gym where there are other people that you're chatting to or in a, yeah, like a, a night class or something, something not related to work, but it's got other people there that you can, you can chat to and, and have, you know, other experiences with like chat about something completely not related to, to your job. Do you have any experience in bringing on an intern or apprenticeship type of thing, you know, to aid you with your your freelance business? Do you have any experience in doing that? Because obviously that would combat loneliness. You'd have somebody else in the business, but it's definitely not uh, not something I've I've got personal experience with, like hiring somebody. I don't think I'm there yet or Do you i don't want to be there i don't think i want to to be there either because then if you once you hire somebody i mean half of your job then becomes a manager and you're you're it's uh i i much prefer you know the actual work the actual designing and and you know that's what i enjoy doing i don't enjoy i don't enjoy yeah managing other people or or you know running that side of the business i i like uh, depending on my on my own skills and and I enjoy the actual design work, so that's not something I see myself doing in the near future. What what about you? Would you ever take on like a like an assistant or something, especially in the photography side of stuff? Yeah, I think with both businesses, like with photography, I would love to have a second shooter, but I find that that's really tricky territory because mm, people hire me for my style and my eye and it's very difficult to find somebody else who you know can not replicate that but complement it mm -hmm. um but it would be really great to have that luxury also i would really like to grow insurance by jack and and you know begin bringing people on board but that would present a whole host of other not problems but challenges challenges that's the <laughs> word but yeah, I can see something like in the insurance business, there's bound to be a lot of, a lot of jobs that, you, a lot of parts of the job that you really don't like doing. So bringing on other people that are, you know, specifically skilled in those areas uh, to take care of, you know, the stuff that you, you don't really enjoy doing at the moment, that that's probably something you'd be interested in, right? Oh, well, yeah, because the things that I really hate doing, and this extends to photography as well, really hate keeping on top of my emails. So, you know, replying to um, customers or potential customers. I'm not very, I just, I don't, I just hate having to keep on top of all of that. Mm -hmm. um, the admin stuff, receipts, taxes, all of this, all of the kind of... <laughs> I guess, boring admin stuff. I would love to delegate that. Um, that would, you know, that would relieve a massive headache for me. But at the same time, I don't think that that would solve my problem of working from home alone because mm -hmm. that person wouldn't be, I wouldn't really be feeding off their energy because they are not working on something that they're passionate about. Mm -hmm. Does that even make sense? Mm -hmm. I don't know if it does, but it makes sense in my head. <laughs> But yeah, I don't think that's something I have to worry about. I don't think that I'll be bringing anybody on to do my 
email for me. <laughs> I wish I had that luxury. Uh-huh. But never mind. Anyway. I think the last uh, the last kind of point I had, the last note I had on, on this whole idea of of loneliness in, in freelance life is absolutely you need to go and meet up with your mates for coffee or for a, uh, for a pint because it's something you can never do enough of and and I know I don't do enough of it and it's really easy to to just you know ah, I'll just stay and and work a bit longer or I'll just stay and work through the day and work through lunch and stuff but if you you really need to make the effort of of sending your mates a text that you don't see enough of and and going out and meet them meeting them for coffee and like we said, yeah, get external input, something not related to, not related to your work, and and yeah, just remember, you know, work isn't everything, and you, you need to, you need to keep your friendships alive as well. And it can be really, it can be really easy to fall into a trap of of, you know, isolating yourself as a freelancer and just you know letting your work consume you. Oh, I feel like we could do a whole episode on that, on kind of working on your friendships while you're working on your business. Cause I really struggle with that, Mm -hmm. but that's a really interesting point. And yeah, something that I have to do more of is my friends are kind of used to me disappearing Mm -hmm. um, because I might have a really busy time with both my businesses. They both kind of blow up at the same time. So I just disappear off the face of the earth and I don't reply to texts and And nobody can get in touch with me and I'm not going to social events and they kind of just accept that. But that's not the way it should be. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we could do a whole other episode on that. Oh, yeah, I, we should. Yeah, we should. Working on your friendships while working on your passion-based business. <laughs> yeah. So did you have anything else you wanted to chat about on the, on the idea of, of yeah loneliness? Not really, because like I said, I kind of had this epiphany where I'm not sure if I'm lonely. It's I think it's just cabin fever I get. And then I'll just heed your advice and meet my friends for a coffee to to combat the uh, four walls, the anxiety of being in these four walls all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just for people to to be proactive, like if you find yourself feeling lonely or frustrated, don't let that overbear you don't let that consume you there are so many things that you can do to get yourself out of that and which we've given loads of examples of in this episode conferences and and google hangouts and you know just like send a tweet out and and say does anybody fancy meeting up once a month to talk about and it could be something really obscure um, you know, it could be something really niche mm-hmm. um, or meetups that are, so, or, you know, there are just so many options. So if you are feeling lonely, don't let it, don't let it overbear you guys. There are things you can do to combat it. Definitely. Okay. Let's wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Do we have a sound bite for the, we for, should have a sound end? bite. Yeah. Cause I always forget to do it. We should definitely okay. have it. You should do one now. Oh, okay, I always forget what to say. I've got it in my Skype history. Hold on. I think I've got it. You've been listening to Working Out, and you can find us at workingoutpodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at Working Out Show. And you can follow me, Ashley, at I am Ashley, and Paddy on Twitter at Paddy Donnelly. That was good, wasn't it? That was great. <laughs>